is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. bringing Christ's presence to people who need it the most. Four members of the Sisters Poor of Jesus Christ are stationed at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Baltimore. Their ministry focuses on bringing Christ's love to the homeless of downtown Baltimore, and they also reach out to those who are caught up in the sex industry. Joining us to talk about the work of the Sisters is Sister Giovanna of the Most Holy Name of Jesus, a 26-year-old religious sister from Brazil who serves as the local superior of the Baltimore Apostolate, which is known as St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Mission. Sister Giovanna, thanks so much for being here on Catholic Review Radio. Hi, George. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's so good to be here. I, I had a chance to sp- spend some time with the sisters walking around the streets of Baltimore for a story in the Catholic Review that we published in June, and I was just so amazed by your ministry. Uh, how did you wind up in Baltimore? I know, we'll never understand God's mystery in our lives, right? (laughs) As a missionary, we were invited by the Archdiocese to come. It was through a priest friend of of one of our sisters, uh, who was back then the provincial of the region here in North America. And he just wanted us to come and help at his parish. And as it was... um, talked and discussed with uh, with the bishop, um, they decided it was actually better for us to be here in the downtown area of the city. And yeah, they made it work and it happened. The Lord wanted us to be here and we are very happy to be here. When did you first arrive in Baltimore? We got here in November of last year. So it's been about eight months. Okay. Yeah. And you started out with three sisters, and then you recently add, added a fourth, is that Yes. It? Actually, we had a fourth sister just who came to help us in the first uh, months, and then we were expecting the official sister, the official fourth sister to join us, and we recently got the fourth one, and we are very blessed mm-hmm. to, to have an extra help. <laughs> and I know you're from Brazil, and where are the other sisters from? Yes, I'm from Brazil. There is... The fourth one who just came is also from Brazil. Another one is from Nicaragua, and the other one is from Paraguay. Okay. And had you ever heard of Baltimore before you came here? No. (laughs) No, I never heard of Baltimore before. But I was amazed to hear when there was a possibility that I was going to be one of the sisters coming here. And I just fall in love with the city and, you know, like just the history of this place. And it's just... Um, amazing and yeah we are just so blessed to be here can you talk a little bit about what your ministry is what kinds of things do you do with the with the homeless and and the people in need in downtown Baltimore so in the mission of the poor of Jesus Christ like the recipient will always be the poor always be those who are in need and in a special way here, uh, we just try to bring the presence of Christ and the church on the streets of Baltimore. 
we have what we call the street ministry every Wednesday and we go out and we meet with them. Basically what we do is just we bring some kind of snacks or some kind of food to approach them and then we are able to kind of build a relationship asking them how they are doing and as long as they start sharing they they instantaneously ask for prayers and that's when we are able to to share about the gospel to share about the lord and the great hope and love he always brings to our lives so basically i like to say our ministry is very simple we don't do great things we just try to be the presence of the lord uh, on saturdays we have what we call the meal ministry and then we set up a table uh, some volunteers come to help us and then we share a meal with them but we also spend time we hang out with them uh, and that happens at the prayer garden on Charles Street and yeah it's just amazing to be able to to be there and I know there is so much help in a first world like the United States they there are so many places that can provide them a meal can provide them uh, with the basic needs but very few people actually sit and talk to them you know and ask how they are doing and how they are feeling and I think all of us we really have this desire to just share to share love and just to feel loved as well and that's a, an opportunity we have in doing here on the in Baltimore in the streets of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I had the honor of joining you during one of your walks and uh, one of the homeless women that I spoke to said that sometimes the sisters are the only people who would even acknowledge her existence. Uh, she lives in an alley near the Basilica and she said most people just don't even make eye contact. Uh, mm -hmm. Why is it important to at least acknowledge the dignity of, of a homeless person? It is important because Jesus did that, right? When we look at the life of Jesus and we say in our rule of life that we want to embrace the same life as Jesus. We want to, and he has this unconditional love for for the poor. He has this unconditional love for the sick, for the sinner, for those that are forgotten. And because uh, he did that, because it was important for Jesus, it's also important for us. And we know that the Lord, like we are his creation and there is nothing that comes from the Lord that is not good. Everything is just perfect and sometimes and very often we are just uh, we tend to forget about the sacredness of life from the very first moment of conception until natural death and that's why it's it's important hmm. now we're on the radio so obviously people can't see the sisters but the sisters wear full franciscan habits and you walk through some of the most troubled parts of the mm -hmm. city uh, are, are you ever scared walking through? Like, I was with you when you went through the area around Lexington Market, and you seem pretty fearless to me. I have to confess that someone coming from Brazil and <laughs> experiencing these travel areas of Baltimore is nothing at all. Really? <laughs> but I mean, um, I don't think I, I have ever felt scared on walking on the streets here in Baltimore, even though we hear a lot about you know the crimes and violence in the city but um, we are very gracious in wearing our habits and I think that is a, a great protection for us even though we might say we live in a very secular world and that is true 
at the same time, we still notice a lot of respect for religious and all these people, they know as we are passing by that we are there just to kind of reminding them that there is a God, you know, there is a God and yeah, we are just there to to be the presence of the Lord, right? So yeah, I've never felt scared. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like a lot of the people know you, they, they've, they've seen you for a few months and I've seen the sisters give fist bumps to people along the way <laughs> and, and stop, people come up to you and ask for prayer. Yeah, we, we always have to kind of break break a little bit of that kind of image they create that we can't be relational, we can't have contact with people. So we are there to say, hey, how are you? You know, just uh, normal things. And it's very nice to see that it can be a very, um, how can I say this? Uh, not very unusual to see religious on the streets and a lot of people will stop by and say wow i've only seen nuns on the movies like i've never <laughs> seen in person are you are you real nuns and i say yeah we are and they are oh my goodness that's so cool the other day a man he stopped us and he said can i take a picture with you and we say okay and but there were so many people around and as we were you know like posing for the picture he started <laughs> He started screaming like, these are my sisters and they are so cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay, everybody was just, you know, like laughing and looking at us. But I mean, we never know the impact that can cause in other people's life. And as we learn in the scriptures, we have to be ambassadors of love, right? We have to be ambassadors of love. And that's the only thing we want to, to do, you know, just to be present and... Yeah, remind people that God is real, God uh, exists. During one of those prayer, outdoor street prayer sessions you had with a man just right outside the Basilica, you prayed the Our Father with him. And I remember he, he started off the Our, Our Father pretty traditionally, but then he, he just said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the sisters kept on praying. Like, have you had other kind of funny experiences like that? Oh, it's always such a... <laughs> It's always such an experience to pray with them because they bring a lot of things, right? Um, but I really like how the Lord will always reveal, you know, the mysteries, His own mysteries to, not to the wise and learned, but to the simple ones, right? Um, it's this man, his, his name is Troy, and every time we pass by him, he will either say, Sisters, I've done my prayers today, you know, like kind of saying, okay, I've done my part today. Or he will either say, sisters, can we pray together? Mm. You know, but he knows the importance of praying and raising his heart to, to the Lord. So, yeah, there is, it's always, there is always great things uh, that happen. Sometimes it will also show us that um, things that the Lord is actually trying to tell me in my own spiritual journey you know, I think the other day, the other time when we talked, I mentioned to you about a lady and it was her birthday. And I remember we said, you know, like your life is so precious to God and we want to pray for you. We sang happy birthday. And then I said to her, would you like if you had the chance to ask the Lord for something, what would you ask him? And she looked at me and said nothing. I would just give thanks to him uh, for another year of life. That experience was just so deep and profound for me and just made me, 
you know, think on how many times have I been grateful to God, you know, just for my life, just for this precious gift that He has given me, you know, my life, my vocation. Uh, so yeah, every time we go out on the streets, we, we go there to meet Jesus in the poor. We go there to, to bring Jesus to them, but we always receive Him and we meet with Him in each one of them as well. You mentioned the gentleman outside the basilica. I, I was walking to lunch the other day and I noticed, I saw him there. He's, he's there frequently, but I saw him get down on his hands and feet, his hands and feet and prostrate himself in prayer on the sidewalk facing the Adoration Chapel at the mm-hmm. Basilica. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows about Jesus in the Eucharist. Did you share that with him? Or, or? Yes, he knows. We always share about about the Lord with him, but he's actually a very faithful man. He goes, uh, he attends the Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, he also goes sometimes to to just pray, you know, in the, in the, in the church. He also, um, he has been baptized a year ago at the basilica Mm -hmm. and that was a a beautiful thing that our source missionaries they've they've done with him you know like before we arrived here Mm -hmm. they were the ones who were kind of discipling him um yeah walking with him in this discipleship Mm -hmm. so it was just it's just a beautiful testimony and see like he knows you know like he knows the importance uh and yeah he goes every sunday just to give thanks to to God. That's great. Well, our guest today is Sister Giovanna of the Most Holy Name of Jesus. She is the local superior of the Sisters Poor of Jesus Christ. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be back to continue our conversation. I'm George Matisek. You're listening to Catholic Review Radio. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Sending forth the participants of the 13th National Black Catholic Congress at their July 23rd closing mass in the Washington, D.C. area, Bishop John H. Ricard offered advice he learned from his days as a youth camping in the woods. Don't let the fire go out. Bishop Ricard, Superior General of his religious society, the Baltimore-based Josephites, who formerly served as the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, Florida, was the homilist at the Mass celebrated at the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center in National Harbor, Maryland. He encouraged the Congress participants to be the flame of the Holy Spirit and bring that spirit of faith back to their homes, parishes, dioceses, and the African-American communities in which they live. You've got to stoke the flame and stir it up, said the former auxiliary bishop in Baltimore, who also encouraged people to address problems such as violence in their communities, the mass incarceration of people of color, and the challenge of reaching out to young adult black Catholics raised in the faith who no longer go to church. An estimated 3,000 black Catholics from 80 dioceses from across the United States attended the four-day gathering. Adrian Curry, director of the Office of Black Catholic Ministries in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, noted that her diocese delegation included 76 people. 
For extensive coverage of the Black Catholic Congress, visit catholicreview.org. A jubilant Instagram post from Biking for Babies celebrated the conclusion of their July 10th through 15th ride from New York to Arlington, Virginia, raising awareness for the unborn. The team made a stop at St. Patrick's in Havity Grace before making their way for an overnight stay at the South Baltimore Retreat House at Holy Cross Church, part of the Catholic Community of South Baltimore Pastorate. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. I'm George Matisek. We're talking today to Sister Giovanna of the Most Holy Name of Jesus. She is the local superior of the Sisters Poor of Jesus Christ, which is a new community of religious women based in South America who now minister in Baltimore, in downtown Baltimore. Uh, Sister, we talked about your ministry to the homeless, but there's another component to your ministry, and that's outreach to sex workers, people caught up in prostitution or or going to prostitutes. Can you tell us what you do there? Mm -hmm. Okay, so in general, the community of the poor of Jesus Christ, we have different ministries, and it will always be, you know, like toward the poor, and there are many faces. Uh, One of them is the reality of those in prostitution, since we got here, we heard about um, a reality that exists around close to us uh, that is called the block, um, this red light district, right, as some people call. And we said, well, um, we have to do something about it. And as we are still new and we are still praying and discerning what the Lord is actually invited, inviting us to do in the city of Baltimore, we have just tried to walk around. You know, we heard that most of things happen during the night. So we said, well, let's try and look and see um, how it goes. And yeah, we haven't interact with people because a lot of things happen inside the buildings. It's not as exposed as I've seen in other missions where we are present. Um, but we tried to just walk around by praying our rosary and try to remind those people as well of the presence of the Lord. And we believe in the power of prayer, right? We believe uh, the great things the Lord can do through our prayers. So basically right now what we do, we try to go once a week or every other week praying our our rosary around that that block. Mm. What has been the reaction? to people that see you on the block praying the rosary. I always wonder what people are thinking seeing some nuns walking around that area. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. But um, obviously, mainly, like, we'll mainly see men around there, and they just look like, you know, that they are wondering well, what is going on. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any anyone approaching us around that area we do see some people that will, you know, bow their heads and kind of feeling ashamed a little bit. What can you tell us about your religious community? When was it founded and, and how many sisters do you have worldwide now? Mm-hmm. 
So in our community was founded in Brazil by Father Gilson Sobredo and Sister Servant. Uh, our founder, he was a previous, previously he was an oblate of Mary Immaculate and he founded together with our foundress uh, the community in, 2000, in 2001. It was just a des desire that it was a great cry of the Lord uh, in their hearts in trying to help those who are suffering from addiction. And they just knew that they wanted, they had to do something, you know, they had to do uh, something about that. And they started sheltering people. It wasn't their intention to found a religious order, but as time passes, they realized that the Lord was calling them to some to something more, to something uh, deeper, and that's how our religious family ha was created. Uh, we are about 400 sisters uh, throughout the world. We are present in 14 countries, and yeah, we have just been growing things. Thanks be to God. And prayer is really foundational for the sisters. You, you have many time periods for devoted to prayer. Could you tell us about that? Yes. Our founder, he will always make sure to tell us that our ministry will never make sense if it doesn't start from a close relationship with the Lord, right? What is actually allowing us to go out there is this close relationship with Him. As I said, it's the poor are important for us because the poor are important for the Lord. And I will never understand that if I don't have a close relationship with Him, right? And um, I also say that we are not social workers, right? If we don't have a, a deep prayer life in our, in our you know, vocation, that's what we are going to become, you know, just social workers, just trying to solve the problem of people around around us and forgetting that okay we are actually not God you know there is a God and he's above everything so yeah we we gather as a community about four to five times a day to pray as a community um, other than that we also have our personal um, holy hour you know with the blessed sacrament and the daily mass so we can be nourished you know we can be nourished by him in order to go out and share and share his love and beside that our own personal pieties and personal prayers as well mm -hmm. what advice might you have for just people everyday people walking down the street who might encounter a homeless person maybe someone comes up and asks for money or or something like that what what advice would you have well first of all I would say just just remember that that is a person that is God's creation just in front of you and and also I think as we just talked about the importance of prayer you know when we when we learn when we hear the scriptures and we really take into prayer you know and see that the Lord was the one who said that every time you do something to the least of his children, you do it to him, you know. So if we have a love, a great love for the Lord, this love will always bring you to those person, to those people with a, you know, just with love as well, you know. Um, but again, maybe just try to, as we, you mentioned the lady, right, that a lot of people don't even make eye contact. Just try to look at them as they are on 
someone normal, mm -hmm. you know, uh, as if they were not the ones rejected by society because they are really wounded by that. And just by approaching them with kindness and love will make their day. Mm -hmm. I'm sure of that. We normally don't advise people to to give money, but I, I think every situation is a situation, right? But um, always remember that you can give more just by giving yourself to them, you know, just by listening to them or maybe just treating them with dignity. Mm -hmm. You've been here nearly a year now. What, what is your impression of Baltimore and the people of Baltimore? <laughs> My impression uh, hasn't changed since I got here. From the very first moment I arrived in Baltimore, I have been very impressed with the openness that exists in this place. I remember a priest from this archdiocese who told me before we came that everything that is planted in this soil is fruitful. You know, is fruitful. And that just brought me a lot of hope and when I got here I could actually understand a little more of what he was saying you know and seeing that yeah maybe Baltimore is one of the most violent cities in the United States maybe Baltimore has a lot of things going on maybe Baltimore you know we can go on with that but we can also affirm that there is a great thirst a great thirst of uh, for God in this place there is a great hunger for the Lord in this place and that is just such a well it's an open land for us to do our missionary work we have about 30 seconds left uh, how can people learn more about the sisters yeah you can go to our website uh, sisterspoorofjesuschrist.org I know we are present in different social medias as well so if you just google it it might show it there okay yeah. great <laughs> Well, Sister Giovanna, thank you so much for being here on Catholic Review Radio. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I hope we can always help each other in building the kingdom of God in this place. Amen. For Catholic Review Radio, I'm George Matisek. Thanks for listening. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.